0: Charging Buffalo Studio. Back with another post-draft lottery edition of Charge Buffalo Podcast. Uh, back after a few weeks with the AJ traditional show, uh, we brought you the EANHL soundtrack draft. And I you won. Joe gave a thorough uh, whooping <laughs> in that one. But, hey, you know what? To each his own. I mean, it, they should bring back... Uh, you know, if, 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 if the current-gen consoles allowed custom music because remember it's not an ea thing it's it's the consoles that won't let you put music on your on your device there wouldn't be a discussion would there there would be there wouldn't be much there wouldn't be much controversy about uh whose soundtrack is the best but we do appreciate everybody uh listening to that and the uh the feedback created a nice little discussion on twitter too yes absolutely uh so thank you everybody for listening to that. Certainly, I mean, just piecing it together was a fun trip down. Yeah, it was memory. a fun listen. I enjoyed listening back to it. Yes, especially and, with uh, all the edits you made. Oh yes, it was. It, it, it didn't take as long as I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of I kind of just recorded all those. You know, I played it back and recorded all those sound bites on the fly, uh, so that was pretty. Uh, it was it was experience. Yeah, yeah, but fun, fun listening back to those songs, and my sixth pick actually, I, I I got the song title wrong. Uh, I think I actually meant Montreal Calling as the name of it, but I thought it said Bring It On Home, but it doesn't. It says like Let It Come Down. I think it says, but isn't that? I think it's weird that I got those lyrics mixed up, and there actually is a song called Still a Good Song. Yeah, they're both good songs, but uh, and there were some that I said. That, that you picked that i said i don't quite remember that but then i listened back and i'm like oh okay yeah i don't know mm-hmm. like bottom of a well that was one
1: that was that was a big one in nhl 11 i think
0: and then the "Bolt for my valentine song
1: mm-hmm. what was oh, it called hearts hearts burst into fire hearts burst into flan- uh, fire yeah and it was my yeah. second or third round pick yeah I, remember. I i
0: remember that now i'm like okay yeah that's one of the flagship songs of the nhl franchise but how have you been I've been I've been stressed, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, it's been I'm doing okay. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, haven't been Stuff able to going look. on for both of us. Very much so. That's why we weren't able to yeah. put out a, a real show, give that special edition. Uh, now, I, I told you I wanted to talk about this. I'm very frustrated because uh, overnight, the new iOS update installed on my phone. I have an iPhone 8 Plus or iPhone 8 Jumbo, as I so call it. So do I. Oh nice. Yeah, it's it's still a great phone. It still yeah. gets all the new updates. You get the home button. Exactly, you get the home it's 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 like it's the perfect iPhone. You know, mm. it's before everything became too gimmicky. Uh and well so of course you you get the update, normally your your settings change and whatnot. So now of course Apple came out and said they're going to start implementing more privacy measures. That was a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, that they said that. And so I noticed that when I open all my apps for the first time after the update I'm getting little uh, notifications saying, would you like to allow this app, let's say Twitter, to share your information with companies and websites you visit so you can get more tailored ads? So I read that and I say, no, because one, no, I don't want to have my, my info. And two, I don't want ads in the first place. Exactly. Like, no, like this is where this is where we've gotten to. We live in a society, you know. Like I'm at that point. Like this is where we've come to in in our lives. That it's creepy. They just think that we like advertising or something, for lack of a better term. They just think that oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm jolly okay with it. These corporations rule my life, but no. Who, I don't want ads in the first place. Exactly.
1: Who wants to see a bunch of ads? No one. Exactly. Worry. Exactly. They're annoying.
0: They're annoying. Yeah.
1: You know what's also annoying? <laughs> what? The Sabres won the draft <laughs> lottery.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had to get into the Sabres eventually. <laughs> That's great. Uh,
1: Mixed reactions. Obviously, from a organizational standpoint, I'm happy for the team because they won the lottery. They get to pick the player who they believe is the best player in the drafts. And a lot of people don't like Owen Power, but he's more likely than not going to be the number one pick in this draft. <clears throat> I've watched him a few times this season. I've been impressed with him every time. I mean, there are some, some things to nitpick in his game, such as mo- mostly defensive play. And I've seen some people criticize his skating. I don't really see an issue with his skating. He has, like, sort of an effortless skating style where it doesn't look like he's going as hard as he can, but it's just, like, efficient and effortless. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because he's so big, but he skates very well for his size. That sounds like, though,
0: you get him in there with a skating coach, that can be... Exactly. like Like, he has a good framework.
1: (laughs) I feel like the things that are wrong with his game can be fixed. Like, defensive structure. You got him in a good coaching staff. Like, if the Sabres can continue to grow their coaching staff, they keep Granado and maybe Dan Girardi stays. They bring in a Ricard Gronberg, who mm-hmm. has been rumored to have interviewed with the Sabres, potentially as an associate coach. I think that's been talked about. So, maybe if they can ingrain some more defensive structure in his game, it'll get better. Remember, he's an 18-year-old kid. He's going to grow not there's not a single prospect in this draft class that is a perfect prospect by any means but when you're picking a defenseman first overall you're gonna want better defensive play but I feel like he's a great defensive prospect uh I currently have him number three on my board but like the difference in my opinion at least the difference between William Eklund Matthew Beniers and Owen Power marginal, like very, very slim. It's mostly about personal preference. And mo- in NHL circles, at least, Owen Power is the consensus number one pick. And Bob McKenzie's scout poll, and I believe the last one, 10 out of 10 scouts, had power as the number one pick.
0: Well, I think uh, if, if you have a defenseman projected number one, I, I don't think there's there should be too many concerns in the first place with his defense aspect because clearly there's something there that makes up for that, yes. Right, like there, there's there's clearly some kind of, of trait that that player has that makes up mm-hmm. for that uh, defensive, whatever perceived uh, liability it might be. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm not as in tune with prospects as all all of the other guys are, but I can say that seeing an 18 year old play 24 minutes uh, in a World Championship gold medal game excites me. Mm-hmm. Again, you I got know,
1: player of the game in one of the yeah. I, I know it's Russia.
0: I know the gold medal game was overtime, but uh, it's exciting to see still a uh, kid like that being trusted with that workload. Uh, I don't trust still though. Obviously, you're not going to put him on the, the you know he's not going to be in the first pairing right away. But I I, I still feel like somehow even with Rasmus Dalene and a young Owen Power on this defense core, Mattias Samuelson, Rasmus Ristolainen is still going <laughs> to have a role on the first line. I, oh, I yeah. just I just know it. And mm-hmm. it's like no matter what happens, uh they can't get him off of that top pairing. Like I don't know. My mind just immediately went to going to They're, and gonna, put, He's gonna, they're gonna put power with
1: wrist on the top pair. Take it to the bank.
0: Yeah, and that But me.
1: he should be sheltered. He's gonna mm-hmm. like I think it'd be best for his development if he went back to University of Michigan again. Go win a national championship. Like, there's a pretty good chance that if I'm Seattle, I'm probably picking Matthew Benier's second overall. And I would also send him back to Michigan, too. I would send – I think Kent Johnson's probably going back as well. They're going to have a really good team next year if all these guys go back.
0: The Michigan hockey team has their own, like, Michigan basketball Fab Five now. Yeah. I, I don't know if you ever heard of that team. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but – uh no, what a, what a class that those Eric, guys have. Eric Portolo is yeah. going to be That's the number right. one goalie. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a uh, track him. They got
1: Thomas Bortolo, the Sharks second oh. round pick. Portolo and Bortolo? Yeah. Thomas <laughs> Bortolo, great. Sharks second round pick. He was when the Sabres trade up for Paterka, he was the Sharks oh. pick.
0: Uh,
1: what else do they got? they got? They got a lot of guys. Cam York uh, oh signed. God. He signed with the Flyers. He's not playing oh, he there anymore. But. Yeah, Luke Hughes is going to be playing for Michigan, too. So, I don't know, maybe they run it back with the whole team. They probably have a good recruiting class as well. But, yeah, I'd send power back, let him grow, dominate college hockey again Mm -hmm. in, like, a real season, and then come on up, play in a sheltered role, and then in two, three years' time, he's going to be maybe an elite defenseman.
0: Exactly, a... A real season is the key thing there. And plus, this team is in no position, obviously, to just rush prospects onto yeah. the main roster. It's not going to help anybody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, 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 they're not going to do any better with Owen Power on the team next year. They're still going to yeah. suck. Uh, it, it'll just be better. If power uh, stays in Michigan, it'll suck if you're a fan and you know you're excited. You want to mm-hmm. see him. Maybe he gets eight games at the end of the year when Michigan season ends, or maybe they go to the yeah. Final four. Maybe. maybe they go to the final four and yeah. we don't see him at all. So because
1: I think this is sort of what Vancouver did with Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. He played the year at Michigan and then came up at the end of the year. I don't know if Vancouver made the playoffs that year or not. I don't think they did, but they burnt the year on his contract. He played well and he came up and. Was a caller Trophy finalist the year after?
0: I mean, Kale McCarr, right? He finished yeah, same out his thing. Yeah, same so, thing. Um, and he came up.
1: Now, maybe mm-hmm. it's not wise to burn the year if they do decide to go that route. Mm-hmm. But you see, all these young defensemen like Hughes, McCarr, and now uh, Jake Sanderson is doing it as well. All these young defensemen are playing another year in college, then coming up. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's going to be good for power. I don't think they're going to do that. I think. They're going to feel the pressure of, okay, we just drafted this guy number one. We need fan interests. We need fans to come into the building and buy tickets. We need five-year-olds wearing Owen Power jerseys. And, yeah, they're, that's what they're going to do. They're going to bring him out. They're going to put him with mm-hmm. Ristolainen, and he's going to struggle. Yep. I, th- if they trade Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart, I will find it very hard to believe that they're going to finish anywhere besides – The bottom three of the league Mm -hmm. and putting a young raw defensive prospect throw him to the wolves on a terrible team I it's just not a good idea and especially they have depth on the left side too Mm -hmm. like if they bring back Jake McCabe and for this you got McCabe Darlene you got Samuelson Bryson you got other guys that can play the left side Mm -hmm. there's no need to rush him And Kevin Adams said we're not going to rush the guy if he's not ready. We're not going to put our prospects in a situation that they're not ready for. So maybe they can see the foresight there. But I don't know. Is it a slam dunk that they're going to pick power first overall? I don't know. I feel like they probably will. Mm -hmm. More likely than not, he's going to be the guy. Maybe they pick Matthew Beniers. Maybe they go off the board and pick... A goalie? Who knows? I could totally, It's the Sabers, for God's sake. Yeah. Who knows the only thing do. for
0: certain about the Buffalo Sabers is that nothing is for certain. Yeah. Uh, I could totally see them going forward because they've gone so defensive heavy in the early rounds mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. I could absolutely see yeah, them. Yeah. In the and with system. Jack, with Jack Quinn maybe struggling too with Rochester, I think maybe they say, "Well, okay, we need a we need a contingency plan here, right? Uh, let's go with uh, the forward." But um, again, that could be dangerous. Uh, I think this team very much needs to draft best available at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and and plus, like you said, if <clears throat> Eichel and Reinhard are gone, you're undoubtedly no matter. I don't. I, no matter who you get back, you are certainly rebuilding. You're entering yes. into another stage of rebuilding. There's zero common sense in bringing a kid uh, fresh out of college up to the. Rock. Did he even play a college game yet? Yeah, he played he did, all okay. all year. But again, twenty nine. How many games did they play? Not a like, lot, right? Probably
1: like thirty. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, but still, though, there there's no sense in that. Especially if it sounds like his defensive talent is so raw, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. It's it. it but uh, that's what this team does often. So that's what I expect.
1: <laughs> that like the decision on pulling Owen Power up to the roster or putting him in college again next year will say a lot about if this organization has learned from their previous mistakes.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, you know what maybe they'll see maybe they'll look at Dylan Cousins and yes. say, "Oh, it only took him one year." Right? And he was yeah. uh he was a um, seventh eighth <clears throat> overall seventh overall pick. pick seventh yeah. overall pick. This kid's a first overall pick, you know? So mm-hmm. let's see if they if they have the deviation But there.
1: like this is a year where if all things are equal, Dylan Cousins if you Put his draft year into this year. He probably goes number one overall, or he's in the discussion. It's one of those. Years. I think Dylan Cousins is a better prospect at the same age, and Matthew Baneers, mm-hmm. and most most Sabres fans want him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with uh, Jack Eichel probably being traded. But I got bad news for you. If you think Matthew Baneers is going to come in here and replace Jack Eichel, you're a fool. I'm I'm sorry. It's. That's just the cold, hard truth. Matthew Benier's not anywhere close to being capable of replacing Jack Eichel. I don't think he has the potential to be a number one center. I think if you have Dylan Cousins and Matthew Benier as your top two centers, Like, I don't think Dylan Cousins has... Number one center potential either. I think no, he's going going to be a second line center for this team. Maybe even worse. Who knows? Maybe he's your third line center.
0: There's there's no yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. If Dylan Cousins is your third line center, you're in good shape. Yeah, realistically, like if you look at the like the real powerhouse teams, you probably want Dylan cousins as in that third second or third line center and the third line center rule. Uh, there, nobody other than Jack Eichel can possibly fill in as a first line center. I think, I mean, I think Reinhardt is the ideal second line center, the the high quality second line, uh, center, you know, they, can you imagine the Colorado avalanche with Sam Reinhardt on their first line? They wouldn't be the the same powerhouse there, but uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, it's gonna take some soul searching to find that replacement there. Nothing can,
1: nothing can and replace now, Jack. <laughs> Jack Eichel. When when they trade him, because it's probably a matter of when, not if. At this point, they're probably gonna get three or four forwards mm-hmm. in return. You're probably gonna get two first round picks. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, one or two first round picks, a high end young forward prospect, another forward prospect. I, I don't. I hope they don't get any defensemen. You don't need any more. You're gonna pick Owen Power. You got Dalene, Ryan Johnson, Samuelson, Borgin, Hart. You got too much Laxenon. You got mm-hmm. so many defensemen. They don't need to add mm-hmm. m- many more. And my philosophy here is, yeah, first round you should pick the best player available. And any other pick, I think they have ten picks in this year's draft. I would draft nine forwards or a goalie. They should probably pick a goalie somewhere in there too. But
0: yeah, the 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 cupboard is certainly stocked. With defensive prospects, yeah. that's for sure, and uh, it might look ri- a little ridiculous on the surface, but no, this. Well, team, you know what they've been
1: team... under Murray and mm-hmm. Botterill. they would pick all defensemen. Yeah, like, they would go forward in the first round, and they pick all defensemen.
0: That's the thing. Consistently passing on the top level forwards as well, even with high second round picks and what have you. Uh, like I, I keep thinking about the. the Arthur Colley of one is the yeah. immediate thing that my mind goes to. That that seemed like a slam dunk, right? A, mm-hmm. You know, uh, a scoring guy like that, uh, but passing on him, and that just seems like the, <clears throat> where this team always goes. And yeah, so it, it sucks because we just we got to wait until draft day to see how this all turns out. I mean, there's no predicting like what this team is. Yeah. Can do. I can't. hope I hope they pick William
1: Eklund. I mm-hmm. really do. I think he's got the potential to be a superstar. And I was just listening to uh, the future of the seven one six podcast right before we came in today, uh, with Curtis and Austin, the brand new podcast. Uh, it was brought to you by The Charging Buffalo. And they were talking about Eklund too, and Curtis mean Curtis and I, we both have Eklund as our number one prospects in this draft and both of them said on their podcast that in a couple of years time people are going to be talking about oh how this guy not go first overall and I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I see like I don't see many guys in this draft that have the potential to be like a superstar and I see Eklund as one of those guys.
0: It's it's really not the end of the world too if they don't go with power because think like how how often is the number one overall pick actually the the best player yeah, in that exactly. draft uh, I mean it can be argued that dalinshin shouldn't have gone oh so yeah long. maybe uh, top
1: he definitely certainly top five yeah. probably top three but definitely Svechnikov looking- is looking like the cream yeah. of
0: the crop in that draft class exactly and I'm sure the Sabers would love. To have uh right Yeah, now,
1: and but. you can make that the same case. And I think a lot of people are saying, hey, they already got Rasmus Dallin or picking a second mm-hmm. pairing defenseman. They're gonna have if they do go with power, they're gonna have a really good decor. Like mm-hmm. you're looking at Dallin, power, Johnson, Samuelson will be on your third pair, probably Borgin, if he's here longer term. Yoki Haru. you got guys. Like this is a this is a legitimate like, playoff caliber decor, if it all shakes itself out. laxing into Forgot to mention him.
0: See, that's the thing. What room is there for someone like Jake McCabe to come back? If yeah. there's well, that many guys. If I'm Jake McCabe,
1: I'm not signing with Buffalo. Yeah, but I
0: wouldn't if I had any control over it. Yeah. But if
1: McCabe does sign, mm-hmm. like, a three-, four-year deal, which I don't think he will, but then you, all of a sudden you got no room for – uh, mm-hmm. Samuelson, you got no room for Johnson unless they want to switch to the right side. Mm-hmm. So
0: and it's a tough situation. I would want to talk about the possibility of uh of trading the pick, but it seems like they're pretty content I'm judging from what Adam said in the interview on NBC. They're not trading the pick. There's he, no way. He, he said this is a great moment for organization. And, oh yeah, so thinking about they're, they're gonna make the Terry and Kim's yeah, so.
1: contributions to the organization.
0: Yeah, and I just got to thinking this sounds like something a boomer would say, but it's pretty true. If you're 11 years into this playoff drought now, you shouldn't be saying that this is a great moment for our franchise. <laughs> Take what you can get at this that, point. That's, but that's just such a loser mentality that picking for per, picking first overall should not be a great moment for anybody. At this point, it, it really shouldn't. I thought I was just. I thought that was so pathetic. Mm-hmm. to hear that and with a smile on your face like 10 years 11 years now this team hasn't been in the playoffs and we're celebrating we're still celebrating for his overall selections as if it's going to mean anything to this team yeah. turning around
1: i just love how t takes every opportunity to be like oh i love i love the process i love being a gm like you know who would say that someone who shouldn't be mm-hmm. in that position yep so exactly oh uh, man yeah it's gonna be interesting
0: uh, yeah, uh, that sounds like someone <clears throat> who's on borrowed time. Yeah, you know, but he's not
1: on borrowed time because no. he's towing the company line in every opportunity he can take.
0: If I was commentating a Stanley Cup game right now, like in my current form, I'd say <laughs> I was. I'm so thankful to be here right now with you, Craig Simpson. <laughs> that that's just you know, it's it's yeah, someone exactly that's, You're right. Someone who's out of their league, would, yeah, out of their depth, would say that. But uh, no, I think. I applaud the Pagulas for finding their man that will tow the company line. Because yeah. that's what they've done.
1: I really think it's hilarious how the last three Sabres GMs, all of them finish in last place in their first year of their job.
0: <laughs> one on purpose, uh, one not on purpose, and well, two not on purpose, yeah. pretty much. Uh, yeah. Also,
1: another thing... On the along the same lines. Now that I'm thinking of it. Last time they picked first overall, they traded Ryan O'Reilly. This oh. time they pick first overall. They're gonna probably trade Jack Eichel.
0: And I do believe Jack Eichel has a chunky bonus due to him. Is that yes, true? Yes, he eighteen is owed million, a, million dollars or something. Uh, seven
1: and, seven and a half million dollars signing bonus on July 1st or whatever the first day of free agency is this year.
0: If I'm Terry Pegula. I'm dreading the day that I have to open my MNT app <laughs> and see a 7 million dollar deduction out of there. So, if I'm Terry Pagula, I'm saying, "Okay, I'm going to
1: I'm going to pay this bonus and I'm going to get more in return and trade him after that bonus is paid."
0: He's a businessman though, you know. He's he's demonstrated time and time again that it's not about yeah, building a hockey Good team. Oh god. I
1: know. It's about like what right. do you I wonder what the difference will be if they pay the bonus like in return like will they get like another high end prospect or another second round pick if you pay the bonus
0: maybe you can get another first round listen 7 million dollars is worth the first round pick in my opinion probably it is cuz if you think you're about it you're essentially buying a first round pick it really is because prospect, uh, prospects. if you
1: think about like the Patrick Marlowe trade when Toronto traded him mm-hmm. he's making like 6 million Carolina got a first round pick for taking him right, on. and that
0: essentially was you're buying the pick. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: like you're still, you still got the, the cap hit, the full ten million dollar cap hit, but you're still, you're off the hook for mm-hmm. a lot of that money, and especially with the flat cap and owners losing a lot of money, with the pandemic, maybe a, po- like a know- po- if a poverty team like the Coyotes or I'm not saying the Coyotes are going to trade for Jack Eichel, but a team that wants to save a couple of bucks, maybe they'd be like, okay, I don't want to pay this bonus. I'll give you two more second-round picks mm-hmm. if you pay it. Mm-hmm. Which, with the Sabres inevitably going into another rebuild, they probably should get as much in return as many many possible. As many scratch-off
0: tickets as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: That's right, as many scratch-offs as, as you can. The good it, kind.
1: Like, we're talking about it like another full rebuild almost i know nobody Mm -hmm. wants to hear that i don't want to hear it but that's what's going to happen Mm -hmm. maybe they do i know uh chad d de of expected buffalo put out an article yesterday talking about oh maybe they do like a rebuild on the fly kind of deal they keep reinhardt trade eichel and then try and go from there Mm -hmm. i don't know i just maybe they try that because i can't imagine terry pagula is going to be like okay let's wait another three years. But I'm also under the belief that, yeah, maybe they try doing a rebuild on the fly, but do we think this is going to (laughs) work? Like they trade Eichel. Maybe they make Reinhardt their number one center. They sign anti-Ranta and I don't know who's Cody Eakin of this year. And then they finish in 30th place and then they have another top five pick. Yeah. Uh, Like, yeah. Maybe they'll try and do it, but is it gonna work?
0: They haven't been able to rebuild when there were no expectations. Right? Yet all that time weren't able to hit any draft picks. I have no confidence they'll be able to rebuild with the added expectation of going to the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think I don't think, it, I don't think this, this team is capable of it. I, I I can't believe just how low the morale has sunk. Mm-hmm. And how low my confidence is in this team I think to d- do anything right.
1: Depending on the, it, what they get in return in these trades, mm-hmm. like they're probably gonna trade Eichel. Like I'd probably give it like a seventy-five percent chance at this point. Yeah. My, I, I'm up and down. Sometimes I feel like they're gonna just hold on to him. If the return isn't there because of the worries about the neck injury, I think they should try and try and go for it. But I don't know. I feel like they're gonna, just gonna try and get him out of here. It, but it, yeah, they're. There's higher hopes, for, in my opinion now, that they are going to get out of this next rebuild better than they did the previous one. They they didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. They were down to just picks and prospects and what we now see as flawed, bum prospects. Gergensons, Gregoranko, ristalinin Zadorov, yeah. Armia, who has mm-hmm. turned into a very nice role player for Montreal.
0: Can we count Baptiste and Bailey? Nick
1: Baptiste, Justin Bailey. They are
0: the picture.
1: Brendan Lemieux.
0: Of Baptiste. Of- of hyped up turn for no good reason other than people were excited about the tank and they were yeah. tank draft picks.
1: So, but now you got you got Quinn, you got Paterka, you have Darlene, you got all these young defensemen, you got the number one pick. You're going to get the return for Eichel and Reinhardt. Like, yeah, I know the fans aren't – they're definitely impatient and for good reason, mm-hmm. but I think they might be able to sell – the fans on okay we're gonna do this we're sorry but we have no other choice and give us another couple years because at what at this point what's another couple years if they can Mm -hmm. get out of this better than better than expected I guess you can say I don't know Mm -hmm. then what are then if the Sabres are in the playoffs in two years and are doing very well and have a very deep young
0: core, then okay, all is forgiven. I think that most fans are resigned to that belief that this is the right thing to do. It's it's a tough pill to swallow, and people will still complain and moan about it. But deep down, they'll <laughs> know that this is right. There'll just be still some bad feelings that we have to go through this again. I think too, though, what might ease that a bit is. Uh, You know, when that first rebuild took place, there weren't many upstart teams coming up with high-quality prospects. The league was still dominated by the Penguins, the Blackhawks, the Kings, the Bruins. That was still kind of going on. Now we've seen in the last five years how quickly teams can sprout up if you Mm -hmm. get lucky on your picks or if you just have good scouting. Not exactly getting lucky, but Colorado went from a 48-point season to in the playoffs next year as the, as the eight seed. Toronto got a couple uh, really good young players. Uh, and, and Tampa Bay, they hit on a bunch of late-round picks, and they, I mean, God, everybody on that team is practically someone that they drafted. Yeah. So I think, too, uh, people might see that and be a little more expect- excited that, hey, you know, that could be us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Rangers uh, kind of try that too. Carolina is another one as well. This whole it Took um, them a while. It took a while, and hey, you know what? That's kind of when analytics tried started to come in to yeah. the sport also, right? When all these teams the started Florida to... Florida tried
1: it, it didn't work immediately, and right. then they gave up, but mm-hmm. they're getting back into it now. Yeah, but... uh,
0: and like who, who knows? Uh, I think that, again, that's the importance of, along with rebuilding your team, rebuilding your scouting department too, and looking at other organizations around the league and saying, hey, let's, let's do it this way. So I think... If they can sell their fans on that, and Buffalo hockey fans know how these other teams are constructed. It's still the fourth highest rated market in the area for, or in the league for watching NHL games. So uh, if they can sell the fans on that, then I think most people will go for it.
1: And I'm sure if they, like the organization isn't going to come out and say, oh, we look at the next couple of drafts right at the top with Shane Wright, Connor Bedard. Mm -hmm. But. It's something. It's something the fans can hope for.
0: Again, too, though, you got to prove. You got to prove it also by actually having success, right? Yeah. You got to get better. That's that's mm-hmm. what they they have to do in the end.
1: Yeah. So it and it's probably going to be tough because how are you going to fill that arena next year? A lot and of that's promotions. another thing. You got to do Like promotions. that's what I think. They're going to sign Owen Power. They're going to bring him in, mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, "Hey, here's our number one overall pick." Look at all of our young defensemen. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe they rush Jack Quinn up. Like, hey, look at this guy. Look at this new shiny toy. Oh, J.J. Paterka, he's going to sign his ELC. Okay, we'll put him in. So that's what also worries me because we know that the owners like to butt in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, it was rumored that Terry wanted UPL to be their, one of their goalies this year, and that didn't happen until late in the season. But what if that happens?
0: This is the problem with they're gonna try. Yeah,
1: they're gonna try and they're gonna see. Okay, uh, our fans are pissed off. Mm -hmm. We gotta get butts in the seats. How are you gonna do that? Mm -hmm. You trade Eichel. You trade Reinhardt. I feel like the only way that they're gonna get butts in the seats is having like the kids in in the lineup.
0: Well, I think what can put a, a a curtain in front of the the horrible product that will be on the ice next year is, is theme nights, promotions, and even renovating the arena. It's probably yeah. too late now to do anything. Uh, I don't even think there's anything in the plans to renovate yeah, the arena. Probably not. But, I mean, you get fans in seats by making it fun to go to games. It's not fun to go to a Sabres game, quite frankly. Like a
1: free T-shirt night, once a month, something like that. How about a bobblehead? They've yeah. given away bobblehead night once a month.
0: Yeah, uh, bobblehead night, just something. <clears throat> I mean, there's every every home game have something. Yeah, it, there's. I mean, there's no reason you can't. It's, Kids' night once a month, like anything. There, there, there anything. There are, there are ways beyond the on ice product. I mean, minor league baseball teams yeah. have survived because they do Star Wars night and stuff like that. I mean, you don't want to be. A minor league baseball team. I mean, yeah. they practically already are. If you if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Sabers, do they look like they belong in the same league? <laughs> like, they no. don't. And no. I no. I was watching
1: Vegas and Colorado the other night, and I'm like, is this a different league?
0: Exactly. Like, the, the passing, Colorado's passing. I'm talking it's a lot. Unbelievable about the right now. It's unbelievable. It's zip, zap zip, And then it's it's unbelievable. Just
1: and and the, that their defensemen. Yes. Like their yes, their defensemen have a lot to do with that. And yes. I think I don't know a lot of people say oh there's all doom and gloom but picking Owen power but like a big problem with the sabers for the last during this playoff drought is they don't get passing they don't get passing from exactly good enough passing from their defense, nope. and that's Rasmus first to line, and and they
0: play so slow and yeah. methodical. Like that's not how you win these days. Mm-hmm. It's not. The best teams aren't like that.
1: And when you look at their defense going forward, you got Dallin, good passer. You got mm-hmm. Power, who's going to be a good passer. Ryan Johnson's very good at moving the puck. Like mm-hmm. maybe we'll be getting the zip zap in a few years. I hope so. But I mean, the zip zap do we'll, not. <laughs> maybe we'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's a lot of work to, that needs to be done. I think it's a really good idea. I hope someone from the PSE PR department is listening to this. You got two PR guys right here. Hey, two. Uh, if you want to hire us, hey, two I'm dudes hoping. with
0: communications degrees. I don't know if we're gonna be hired at all. What we said on this show <laughs> throughout the years. Uh, yeah. I've given up on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no. Okay. Listen. If, if 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 just to back to this point. If double-A baseball teams can stay in business by running promotions, so can the Buffalo Sabres. Drop the ticket prices a little Drop bit. Drop the ticket prices, please. Because for you God. want, like, it's better make to money with the bills. a full house. Mm-hmm.
1: Drop the ticket prices. Mm-hmm. Have some promotion nights. Like, we're not talking about, okay, give away a jersey to every no. fan in the arena. No, just do something. You, Anything.
0: You will make your money back in the interim with the Bills. True. Right. You're gonna have a packed house. Tickets are gonna be three hundred bucks a seat, maybe more. Mm-hmm. You'll make your money back there. Y- you can you can sell an eight dollars Sabers ticket. Okay. Yeah. You can
1: play more. Am- the only way you're gonna like get if you want to get
0: fans it. excited,
1: mm-hmm. have more Amherst games on MSG. Yeah. You're, the Amherst are gonna Seriously. be probably a threat next year. You're gonna have maybe Owen Power goes pl- to play in
0: Rochester. Who knows? Like something like that. The Pagulas own the Amherst. Yes. Right. Why are they not on MSG? Why like why can't they they buy time on channel 7 mm-hmm. or channel 4 or channel 2 every night? The Toronto Marlies games are are on TV in Toronto. Yeah. I'm sure this town is just as hockey crazy as 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 Toronto, I'd say. I I don't know. It's wouldn't you want to that that could stoke some interest too. Yeah. Watch the young guys every night. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Put them on the television so that, you know, uh, every suburban hockey dad can get excited and watch some real gritty uh, minor league hockey. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, there's ways to sell hope, I guess you can say. Exactly. It's going to be hard. Like, if you're – and that's why I think the more likely route is maybe they try to do something on the fly.
0: We've just come up with, like, three ideas that I wonder if they'd even listen to.
1: Probably not. Or even,
0: you know, even put any thought into. Because it,
1: it, it's going to be really bad in that arena next year. Like, Are we, we talking like a half, half sold out crowd maybe? Like 8,000 people if they're lucky?
0: There's going to be a lot of people booing every night too. I think
1: another thing here is if you are selling that much, I think you got to move everyone down to the lower bowl. So at least mm-hmm. on TV it looks like – There's people there.
0: That's true. That's what they do at Panthers games. Yep. Panthers games. They don't need to do that
1: anymore because they're legit.
0: But, you know, I will never call the Panthers legit until they make the playoffs two years in a row. (laughs) And I don't think they've done that at all. all. I don't think they've done that in their franchise. And now,
1: my God, now you got Montreal. Mm -hmm. You got the Panthers.
0: Tampa. Ottawa. Ottawa Ottawa is is going to be scary soon. I do believe that. Who are the Sabres going to be better? Detroit's going to make steps. They are. They did this year,
1: too. You're by far the worst team in the division Mm -hmm. again. (laughs) They're screwed. They are, like, with Eichel... With Reinhardt
0: or without Eichel and Reinhardt, no matter what, they are going to be at the bottom of the division. And we know how tough the Metro is, too, every year. We're not getting a wild card spot. Yeah. So it, it's... For all we
1: know, I you know if I had to put my money on it, I'd say all five, if they're keeping the same playoff format next year as like a normal season, mm-hmm. all five of those, both of those wild card spots are going to come to the Atlantic, especially barring a collapse from Florida or Ottawa. I don't think Ottawa will make it. I think they'll make even more steps, but man.
0: <laughs> There's going to be a lot more broken sticks at the end of games. You know, it's it's not gonna end. This gonna is be... why you keep Owen Power in Michigan. Those, those give, wait. Those goalposts are going to take a beating. I mean, okay, listen. Why would you bring Owen Power onto a losing team when he can stay at Michigan and win a national championship? Yeah, win a national, national championship
1: come up and be rookie of the year it's next senseless. year. It's
0: senseless. It's senseless to mm-hmm. bring him up, and I hope to God they don't do it. But I'm they will. Completely expecting them to. They will. Mm-hmm. It'll be all PR. It'll be all PR. Got to sell. Got to put butts in seats. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I I want to bring up this point on power for me before we move on into more probably Eichel centric talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I. I know people are going to cringe when they hear this, but I think Tyler Myers is a great comparison for floor, ceiling, everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, middle of the road. For Owen Power? For Owen Power. I think ceiling, like, floor is like Tyler Myers. Like, t- Tyler Myers is what we see today. Okay. Tyler Myers what we've seen for 85% of his career. Yeah. Like, top four defenseman. Okay. Skates well. Can create offense. Yeah. Average defender. Yeah. I think... Doesn't hit, though. More likely okay. is Tyler Myers' rookie year. Okay. Tyler Myers' rookie year. Like, mm-hmm. very good offensively, decent mm-hmm. defensively. Maybe he's not going to kill you. But I think the ceiling is what we all thought Tyler Myers was going to be after his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Like, superstar. Right. Maybe he reaches that. I think that's the ceiling of own power. That I think it's a great comparison. mm mm-hmm. But I think Owen Power. Worst case scenario, he's going to be Tyler Myers. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, he's what we all thought Tyler Myers was going to be after he won the Caller Trophy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you remember Tyler Myers in his rookie year? He, he was, was my favorite he player. was a rock star.
0: I spent all of my Christmas money that year on an authentic Tyler Myers jersey. I mm-hmm. met him at David Adams. I i he, he signed um what he signed a puck for me. I still have it on display. He's still one of my favorite Sabres ever. He was like after Briere. Mm-hmm. There was that void, and then Tyler Myers came along, and I was enthralled. He scored that shootout winner against Tampa Oh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy, you know, and uh, won the Calder. He's, he's still probably uh, maybe number two on my favorite Sabres ever. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll never forget Harry Neal mm-hmm. talking about, oh, if Tyler Myers doesn't win the Rookie of the Year, they should cancel the award, something like that. I don't
0: remember that. Well, who was he up against?
1: Oh, man. It was 2010. So it was probably, like, Duchesne.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll look it up. I'll look it up. No, I, I yeah, he was great. Like,
0: still holding out hope, just sitting here talking about him, still holding out hope that maybe he comes back for a, a reunion tour for cheap somewhere <laughs> down the line. He can play with Owen Power. If Vancouver buys him out. Uh, but, no, I, 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 I love Tyler Myers. Uh, it was, oh,
1: Tyler Myers, Jimmy Howard, Matt Duchesne, Tukarask, John Tavares, and Nicholas Bergforce. Wow, Tyler Myers got 94 first-place votes, 29 second-place votes. Beating
0: John Tavares.
1: Yeah. Jimmy Howard came in second. He got 778 votes. Yeah, Myers was a runaway. Tavares didn't get one first-place vote. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Bergfors had 14, looks like, fifth- or sixth-place votes. That's a feather
0: in uh, Myers' cap.
1: Yeah. Right? Beating. Yeah, he was great.
0: Beating Johnny T. But like,
1: if if own power is that good, mm-hmm. what we thought Tyler Myers was going to be, cool. And maybe I'm just comparing him because of the size and doesn't hit, but mm-hmm. I see some offensive potential there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I like the comparison. Jack Eichel. Yeah. If you had to, I think we've been. At, I've been asking this question every podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you think? What do you think is going to happen? The do you per- think it's more percent- likely? Where's my yeah. Percentage where's your at percentage?
0: Right I think it's about. Hmm. But, but, okay. Between 85 and 90 that he's traded. Mm-hmm. I got to give it a little 10% because. I'm maybe, like 75. Maybe something works out. Maybe they work something out. you 75. Me.
1: I meant like 75 that he's gone because yeah. just the way that, like, Dreger and Friedman have been talking about it for right. like the past several weeks. And,
0: and, and, and I, I, I believe what they say usually comes true. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, Saying that the Sabres will provide lots of content in the coming weeks, uh, I think that's very telling. Yeah, I I, think it's... Yeah, keep going. Sorry. No, you're fine. How how do you come back from their statements in their their exit uh, press conferences? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you heard the intro a few weeks ago on the podcast. It sounded like
1: a a funeral.
0: It it sounded like a, a goodbye. Yeah. So...
1: Even, like, the younger players, like middlestat like, mm-hmm. it seemed like th- these guys were gone. And every time Adams has talked since locker clean-out, he's like, oh, the, the young players were energized mm-hmm. and excited about that. He didn't once talk about Eichel or Reinhardt.
0: The um, the 15% that he is here, I think, is just my brain saying it, it can't end that quickly. Right? Yeah, like, or still... the injury. Or the injury. Scares l- other teams off. right? But it just feels like... It's too. It's. I can't find the right words, but it just seems like it It can't possibly happen, yeah. right? Like, Jack Eichel is supposed to be the future of this team. He can't possibly be playing for another team next year. I, I can't imagine him playing for another team. I think that's what the remaining 15% is, mm-hmm. really, that he is here.
1: Yeah, they also might not like what other teams are offering. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm
1: because other teams are like oh the neck injury or were uh, also other teams might also be scared off by the neck surgery That's true. There's
0: I can't imagine the Sabres are alone here. There's no way. No. Uh and it, it it's it's some, I don't I mean it doesn't really happen all that often where a guy wants to get an experimental surgery. Right, exactly. So there's no there's not really a precedent yeah. for
1: it. No NHL Adams always like to say no NHL players gotten this before mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like they're going to change their mind mm-hmm. on letting him do this. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like Eichel is going to change his mind either. So and Friedman mentioned on his podcast that maybe the Sabers punt this over to another team mm-hmm. and be like, "Okay, here's
0: this is your problem now." And you got to think too every day that goes by where this issue with his neck or back isn't resolved. Delays that's, that's cutting him into playing his into time. Yeah, yeah, preparing for next season and playing for next season. I mean, not. I mean, I think training camps out of the question at this point for him. Maybe so. Uh, it's you know every you gotta go through rehab. Depends still. on
1: how he the twelve week uh, rehab portion was for him. That's Who right. knows if he got any better?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 tough, but. Sticky situation. Um, it really sucks for 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 both parties. You don't want to give the Sabres benefit of the down anything these days, mm-hmm. but just like any other team would do, they got to do their due diligence. Yeah. It's 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 an investment that they're dealing with.
1: Mm-hmm. Now on Sam Reinhart, what do you think for a percentage?
0: Oh man, see, I feel like I'm more on the seventy five percent train yeah. that he's gone. Because what if he signs? on on his own accord a one year deal and then maybe you trade him i'm at, like uh, the deadline i'm
1: like 50-50 mm-hmm. i don't know because chad chad is tapped into the organization he he hears things mm-hmm. and he thinks it's likely especially if granado is the head coach that he might be back mm-hmm. and i can see the rebuild on the fly mentality okay here's your qualifying offer We'll give you a little raise on a one-year deal, and let's mm-hmm. try and run this back, and let's try and make the playoffs. It's
0: not going to work. This is his final but, year being an RFA, yeah,
1: too, right? He not he'll be a UFA if he takes a one-year deal. So it'd be a roll-of-the-dice kind of deal, but I don't know. I, think also, makes, I can't see him signing a long-term deal, and I think if he is like, okay, I'll take a one-year deal, they should trade him and just mm-hmm. be like, okay, we're hitting the reset button.
0: Yeah, I think it makes more sense— to uh for everyone to to bring him back for one year cuz how often do you see teams trading for the rights to a, a restricted free agent? I don't think that's happening. Uh Jacob Sherba.
1: Jacob right? Sh- I I think he was the last higher profile name that was his rights were traded.
0: That's right, yeah, with uh with the Rangers. With the Rangers, but um I don't I just think it's it's not a very common practice. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the Sabres will try, like you said, nudge a little raise his way and then send him where he wants to go, maybe help a team win a coverage. Yeah. He certainly, he definitely can. Uh, and You can get probably first round pick. maybe oh, a little They'll bit definitely get the, a first round pick. At the pick. deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think they would obviously prefer to keep him. Mm-hmm. I think especially Granados, the head coach, he's going to want to keep him.
0: I think too. He's a great replacement to build the team around if Eichel's not here. But does he want to be here if Eichel's not here? Is and question. do you want to put it's Dylan to Cousins
1: him. in the number one center role, which is a role that I don't think he's quite ready for?
0: Right. Well, well, Reinhardt could. I, I know I just said earlier that he's not exactly one C material. He's someone you can put there. Though. He's someone you could put there for the time being there, and then Cousins can be the second line guy. Shifting it on the third line.
1: If you're if you've got Dylan Cousins and Casey Middlestadt as your rotating number one and two centers, you might as well be having Kingston Frontenacs games at Key Bank Center next year. Yeah. And be like, hey, here's <laughs> Shane Wright. This is the guy we're going after. Because
0: I wonder if they'll do that again, though. Oh, who knows? Mm-hmm.
1: If the OHL is even playing, good yeah. God, if they can't figure that out. Mm-hmm. But oh, the Chicago Steel. Drafted Shane Wright in the USHL draft, oh, so wow. if the OHL doesn't play, he's got he's got a home. He can actually play this year, but
0: that's smart maneuvering.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> they're genius. Mm-hmm. That's how I would operate if I was a GM of a minor of a what round junior are you going? team. Like the eleventh round. Okay, yeah. See, that's that's yeah.
0: very smart. Then I don't know if they have bidding. if a guys not drafted in the USHL, do they have bidding wars mid season yeah. to see who can come <laughs> there. But uh, that, pretty cool story though. Uh, in the OHL, the uh, first female yeah. goaltender. I didn't know that was even allowed. Yeah, well that that that's that's pretty cool. That's uh, we'll see if if she ever she gets a chance. Play. Of she course, probably will. Yeah, realistically, I mean, you see someone get drafted that late in a draft, it's probably a PR thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that would be pretty cool. Uh, kid from kid from Hamburg got picked first. That's right, Musty Quentin Quint- Musty. Musty. Yeah, uh, but. No, I mean that's a real barrier-breaking thing, though. I mean, uh, for a, a goaltender to—that's a female to uh, get drafted like that. That would be really cool, though, if she could work her way uh, into a role with the team in some capacity.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Musty. Yeah, maybe Musty, baby. Maybe, maybe Hamburg, he'll be New the York. he'll be the final cherry on the top of the final rebuild here. That's right. <laughs> what a great
0: name. Yeah. Sorry if the Musty family is listening. If any one of yeah, the Musty not. family is listening, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, man, this is this is tough stuff. It is. It this is. is tough. Tough stuff. Who would have thought? Like four when was it? Four or five years ago, when we were sitting in the AV closet of our high school library, and mm-hmm. during the early days of this podcast, trying, uh, we'd trying be talking to... about Jack Heichel and Sam Reinhart being traded.
0: There would be old <laughs> discarded microphones. <laughs> that we would try to get to work and it
1: they would never work. Would never work. (laughs) Just like the Sabres. (laughs)
0: Listen, you know what we did? We would sit Friday afternoons during study hall, we'd go somewhere in the hallway, a quiet hallway, and record this damn show. (laughs) That's how badly we want to talk about a team that might win. Mm-hmm. In the future, we'd when have there was hall, hope, we'd have hall monitors interrupt our recording, also we could talk about this crappy hockey team. Yeah, those were the days. hmm. Those were the days. Those were the days. Now we've leveled up a bit. No, yeah, definitely. Yes. It really is crazy how this uh, show has evolved. In progression. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, jeez. Do you think they're gonna pick Owen Power? I do. Mm. I do. See, also part of me thinks that this team is so incompetent that they will think that Matthew Beneers can replace Jack Eichel.
0: Yeah, see, I mean... (laughs) Who knows what they're going to do? How much time is there between now and the draft? Is it a month? In July, July? late July. Okay, so about a month and a half, maybe. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of time between now and then. I mean, if you're watching film. Are they doing a combine this year?
1: i probably not. I haven't heard anything.
0: I mean, there is a, a lot to evaluate here the sabers might not be content with just going with what the crowd says they they might especially with a new group a new gm there, uh new front office they might want to do their own homework uh they are going to look they i'm sure they want to snap the drought just as bad as the fans do what's that you gotta face
1: darren Dreger. what with expansion, with the expansion draft looming, there's more trade discussion developing around the NHL. The LA Kings could be a big player this offseason. Kings are hoping to acquire two top six forwards through trade or free agency. You might as well, well just say Jack uh, Eichel.
0: Sabres have uh, one or two of those, so we'll see.
1: What can you get for Eichel and Reinhardt together in a package? Oh, man. A lot. <laughs> Dude, if they get okay, this is what I'm talking about. If they can get Quinton Byfield out of L.A. because they're desperate, did you see what like Drew Doughty and Kopitar were saying at locker cleanup? Oh, they yeah. want to be good. Yeah,
0: they're Will like, they're I like, wonder why are we here if this team's not gonna. I wonder you know. if
1: they would trade Byfield. I what gives me pause though is would they add to Byfield? Mm-hmm. Like if the Sabers can get the eighth overall pick this year and Quinton Byfield. Mm-hmm. You get Byfield. He He's your Eichel replacement. Like, this isn't no joke. This isn't Matthew is replacing mm-hmm. Jack Eichel. It was Quentin freaking Byfield, who, if he was born like a few days later, he'd be the number one pick in this draft mm-hmm. and the Sabres would have him. Mm-hmm. But you get Byfield. You get maybe the eighth overall pick and then a couple of lower end prospects and Jonathan Quick. And then all of a sudden, there's real hope. Mm-hmm. And now you got more people that are like, okay, I'll take Owen Power. And now we have a, a top flight. Probably top five decor in the league.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They're probably still poop next year, and mm-hmm. then maybe you get Shane Wright, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, playoffs.
0: Then things are changing. Yeah.
1: Maybe you need a few more
0: veteran guys before you start saying playoffs. But yeah, uh, I mean there will be guys who want to come here probably to play with Byfield and Wright if they get mm-hmm. Shane Wright and Byfield. So uh, and
1: let's not forget they are gonna need to add some veterans mm-hmm. through free agency. Who like I like the idea of like a Nick Foligno, someone who can wear the C, mm-hmm. show the young kids around because you show can't you can't have it. you can't have kids day like mm-hmm. like you had last year. You're gonna need some veterans, mm-hmm. good veterans, mm-hmm. not not Cody Eakin, and yeah, Riley Exactly. But yeah, if the Kings are looking for top four, like two, it seems like they're going to be aggressive. The Kings want to be good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade that eighth overall pick. Maybe you get William Eklund there. Ooh, maybe you get William Eklund there. I don't know if he'll. I don't think he'll make it to eight. But <laughs> like, man, what if what if they get the eight? Oh man, I'm just spitballing here. But like, what if they can get the eighth pick plus 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 for Eichel in the Kings deal, and what if the Canucks come call and be like, hey, here's the ninth pick plus a couple other things for Reinhardt. Oh boy, yeah. You pick first, eighth, and ninth? Mm. Who knows? Then
0: that's a franchise-changing draft. That's a franchise-altering yeah. yeah, draft. It can be. It can be. Now you got me all excited. Yeah. Or Darren Dreger got me excited. Darren Dreger. I don't know. Well, we'll, I'm, we'll be keeping an eye on it, that's for sure. Stay tuned to the Charge Buffalo uh, Twitter. We have all that stuff. I really hope they can get Byfield. Mm-hmm. That would be.
1: That'd he's be real the apple nice. of
0: every Sabres fans eye right now. Mm-hmm. I'd say he's yeah.
1: he's the number one target.
0: He can quickly make Jack old news. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like if you look at
1: it, Byfield his ceiling is like Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. That's what you would hope that he can become. And if you can get more on top of that, mm-hmm. come on, yeah, that's the dream. That's mm-hmm. a dream because the Kings they've got the cap space, and you all I I like looking at the Eichel proposals on cap friendly, okay. and a lot of the a lot of the comments will be like, oh, Minnesota can't afford to give up all of that. Mm-hmm. This team can't afford to give up all of that. You know who can? The Kings. Yeah. The Kings are like the only team in the league who have a wealth mm-hmm. of prospects. They can they can trade four or five premium assets. Jack Eichel and still have a good farm system.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, it has to get done this year. Because I don't want that damn no-move clause to kick in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't think he's going to want to go to L.A. Why wouldn't you want
1: to go to L.A.? Well, yeah, that's true. I think L.A. would be a great spot for him. You got Kopitar and Eichel as your top two centers. Mm. And then, assuming you you probably have either Turcotte or Byfield. One of those two guys will be a Saber if Eichel is going to the Kings. Mm-hmm. Turcotte or By. And I know the Sabres are really like Turcotte, but none of those guys that were in the organization are here anymore. i mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh man. Ooh. Kings got me excited." I'm Darren. To it now. Darren.
0: <laughs> Stop teasing on. us.
1: Stop teasing us, yeah. Darren. Yeah. Yeah. Two top six forwards. I wonder what packaging Eichel and Reinhardt to the Kings could get you
0: it, yeah um I mean if the Kings are willing to take on both of them though I mean
1: then you gotta on take on you got, from, then you gotta take on quick and Dustin Brown right and I think Dustin right. Brown is a good veteran to add he's from the area mm-hmm. somewhat
0: a good pro to show the ropes you to got the guys. two, to know. two cup winners. show them how to be a pro you yeah. ever hear that term
1: yeah. yeah, so you take on some money. And I think the Kings could afford... Like, if they cleared that much money, they can't afford to sign Reinhardt, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Eichel and Reinhardt to the Kings. E5.
0: I could see them wearing Kings uniforms. Mm-hmm.
1: I I traded Eichel to the Kings in my franchise mode. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I got Byfield. I'm a better GM <laughs> than
0: Kevin Adams. Well, yeah, that's the thing, too. Are the Sabres smart enough to... Get Byfield. <laughs> I have very. Will they will they settle for a lesser
1: return mm-hmm. and get the better player, or will they say, okay, we'll take Turcott and Velarde, something like mm-hmm.
0: that?
1: Would you rather have Turcotte, Velarde in the eighth overall pick, and like Jonathan Quick and maybe something else? I could
0: totally see that happening. Or would
1: you rather have Byfield a second, maybe a couple second round picks and Jarrett Anderson Dolan? Yeah, something I'd rather like have the that. Byfield yeah. package. But I agree. Yeah, but the the boom the boom is bigger for the the first package. Yes, if you, if you get a superstar with the eighth pick, turcott turns into a good two second line center. Mm-hmm. Valarity was a good top six forward too. Then you got a team. Then you got a real team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Quick somehow as a career resurgence finds his form
0: again. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know uh, Walt uh, at uh, Sabermetrics. He said, I think it was yesterday, that if they trade Eichel and Reiner, they're going to need to take on some contracts because you're going to have like $25 million in cap space. Yeah. You trade Line in there too and even more. I have to fill that empty space You're going to have to take like Louis Erickson, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Ladd. Mm-hmm. Like, and we mentioned it earlier, the Patrick Marlowe deal. I think those guys have one year left, maybe two. Yeah. You're talking about getting another first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Like we live in a world where it's possible the Sabres have like 17 first and second round picks in the next 3 4 years like they did the first rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> and they already have a somewhat decent system, like especially if they pick mm-hmm. they get power, they pick a cut co- like four forwards in rounds 2 through 3. Mm, you got something there. Mhm. Yes, you do. Maybe they'll get Rasmus Kupari from the, from the Kings. In the and, Kings trade? And not trade Rasmus like for Stallion. He's <laughs>
0: often overlooked. Yeah, he's, he's a really yeah. good young player.
1: Yeah. I, I would not be. I think I would almost rather have Kupari than Velardi.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I certainly would. Yeah, I've said certainly. The Rasmi
1: square. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? No, I was thinking about Rasmus for is the worst Rasmus in, in the NHL.
0: He, yeah he he's definitely he's worse than Rasmus Asplund. I I like Rasmus Asplund. Rasmus yeah. It's just like wow, who would have thought that Rasmus that...
1: Sandin? I'd rather have Rasmus Sandin than Ristolainen. He actually Rasmus played in the playoffs Anderson. a little bit, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, Rasmus yeah. Anderson. I love
0: Rasmus Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's 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 really good. They their goal should collect should be to collect all the Rasmai. Mm-hmm. And the Rasmi. That's right. When the Sabers <laughs> actually acknowledged the term Rasmi, that was awesome. The the plural the true plural of. Rasmus. Wait, wasn't there a game where all
1: all the Rasmai had a goal? Or was it they all got points? They might have all got a point. Or I was think. it a point on the same goal? I don't remember. Oh, that would be funny.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, is that why they, they, they did the Rasmai tweet? Probably.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Darren Dreger. God damn it.
1: Don't get me excited like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to cap. I want to. Uh, we were very own power positive today. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say if the Sabres do pick Beniers or Eklund, that's a good thing. Yes. Like, I do believe that they're better prospects. I just want to end off with that. But come to terms with own power. He's going to be a Sabre. Take it to the bank. Cold take me. Like, cool. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. I think William Eklund would be a superb addition to this team. No one's really talking about him, but. Sabers Twitter gets in their ways of obsessing over one guy and then setting themselves up for disappointments. Mm-hmm. And that is Matthew Beniers of this year. Yes, But, like, I recommend watching Owen Power. Mm-hmm. I re- highly recommend it. You're able to find his games. Go back and look. N- none of these prospects are perfect. None of them. This isn't that kind of draft. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Owen Seems Power... Seems very much
0: like the 14-15. Or yes. no, 13-14. Uh,
1: yes. I right think Owen North Power time. has the tools to be a very, very, very good defenseman in this league. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that all turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh want to give a shout-out again to the future of the 716 podcast yeah, as absolutely. well as the Sabermetrics podcast, Charging Buffalo Podcast Network, going strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lots of good stuff coming out there.
0: Plenty of podcasting content, mm-hmm. Charging Buffalo Podcast Network, as and we're coining it.
1: also... Uh, both of us have adult jobs now. Yes. Coming up within yes. the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll be working first shift. Luke will be working third shift. So,
0: yes. things might get a little messy. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have to find something. We'll,
1: some we'll try. We'll, we'll make uh, time to continue grinding out some podcasts. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to hope that we don't have to stop doing mm-hmm. this because this is something we both have enjoyed mm-hmm. for the most part over the last five years. So,. We're going to keep trying to bring you positive and also... Uh, I think this is a pretty positive yeah, show. Yeah, this is a positive This was episode. definitely a positive show. Positive episode about negative topics. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we're going to try our best. And we apologize if we're not able to churn out lots and lots of podcasts. Because I know when I was working at Target, uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed having the opportunity to walk around mm-hmm. while doing what I had to do. And I was able to have my... Headphones in and listen mm-hmm. to lots of good hockey podcasts. So. Yeah, and I knew when oh when I had nothing to listen to, I was like, oh geez, I wish mm-hmm. because I wonder if there are some people that are like, oh man, I wish that they had a podcast out. Yeah, for me right now, yeah. if they were in the I, same I situation, hope so. I think there are, there are some yeah. people out there. We like have like some it. hardcore listeners. We do, we do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, what's coming up? We can maybe do another playoff playoff talk. Podcast eventually, maybe we'll do another yeah. draft. I definitely want to get uh, either Curtis or Austin on eventually. Talk yes. about the draft some more. Draft is coming up soon. Free agency, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Eichel trade, I'm, I'm sure will be coming pretty soon. Yes, before free agency. So yeah, we got we got plans. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll bring you more podcasts going through the off season. If you enjoyed, again, let us know. Leave us a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also, some other platforms as well. I was doing some. I was looking. Into, I searched our podcast, and we were on like iHeartRadio and other mm. stuff. If there are any people left that listen on that platform, <laughs> yeah. Follow right. the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow Future of the Seven One Six for more uh, draft coverage heading into the draft and covering Sabres prospects as well, heading Mm -hmm. into our second rebuild here. Mm -hmm. And we're also on Twitter, JoeTCB, NHL, LVKETCB. Hope you enjoyed, and we will see you in the next one.